And hello, everybody. Welcome to Paul Listnick Behind the Curtain, uh, leaving the world of politics, which, of course, you know me for on television, into this world of entertainment. But arguably, those paths cross a little bit here, I think, with all that's going on in our country uh, and maybe even around the world these days. I watched a movie called A Sexplanation. And I want you to meet my next guest because he's the, the I'll make you writer, director, star. You're just everything in this. You're like the Jerry Lewis of the uh, of the current community. Joining <laughs> him. You might be too young to know why I'm saying that, but I don't think so. Uh, Alex Liu joins us. Uh, Alex, good to see you. Hi, thanks for having me. This is such a treat. So I hope that Jerry Lewis comment you took as a compliment. Jerry, yes, was, yeah. <laughs> he, he did it all. <laughs> And, and so, so you are a filmmaker. Uh, I will give your website later, uh, which is Hera Productions. You do so many things, but I have to say, so what this, you tell my listeners, what does the movie A Sexplanation tell us? Yeah, I'll hope, hopefully I can make this short. Uh, it's, it's basically my quest at the age of 36 to finally get a comprehensive, good sex education for the first time in my life. You know, no matter how awkward it is, I, I think, uh, you know, I came out of the closet at 18, but by the time I was getting my 30s, you know, I still had a lot of, you know, I, I would call it deep shame that I wasn't able to work through. You know, it's one thing to intellectually understand that sex is normal, natural, uh, and nothing to be ashamed of. But uh, it, it's another thing to be open, honest, and vulnerable with the people in your lives. And, and I was realizing that, that the kind of mental blocks I had, you know, I didn't know how to process. And so this was my kind of last ditch attempt to try to travel the country, travel, go to Canada, uh, and figure out, you know, what are the premier thinkers, educators, uh, how are they thinking about sex? What does sex, good sex education look like? Um, and, and it, you know, through this process kind of flipped around my concepts around sex, my relationships with people in my life. Uh, and hopefully we did it in a way that's funny, engaging, uh, entertaining, uh, putting myself in some pretty fun situations. Well, you did. And it's one of the reasons that led me to reach out to you because I, I had read about the movie and I, and then I watched it and I said, this is, I love this. I got to try and reach this guy. And, and I did. And there you, here you are. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing. For people who haven't seen it, of course, they can. They can go to Amazon and YouTube and so many different places to see it. Um, and if you have cable, you can go to, uh, I think it's Fuse TV. Fuse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a channel where you can just watch it there, but otherwise rent it by it. But the thing is, is that so it's it sort of part sex education class. But as I mentioned, my world of entertainment and politics were colliding here because we also get views. We see the difference in views among people politically as it relates to the presence of sex in our culture. Yeah, I, that was really important to me to understand. You know, when you think about sex education, I think all really what we get is pregnancy and disease education, right? But sex is so much more than that. It's it's the body you're in. It's what's permissible and not permissible in a culture. How you think about how you interact with the world around you. You know, sex is intertwined with everything. It's so core to your identity. Uh, and politics is one of those places. It's it's as you can see now. It's it's a battleground. Uh, you know, where, where we're always fighting for what kind of sexual freedoms we, uh, allow and, and disallow. And so I thought, you know, for my life, at least, you know, thinking about the eighties, nineties and two thousands, HIV AIDS, um, same sex marriage, uh, fights about abortion, you know, those are huge parts of my life that informed, you know, how I thought about sex and sexuality, what was good, what was bad, what was moral, what was immoral. Um, and so I knew in the film, I had to, really confront those parts of myself or parts of the culture in which, um, you know, I was getting some pretty negative messaging. And so part of the film is kind of figuring out like, how should someone think about it so that, you know, you, you can actually can think critically about these things rather than just kind of absorb the messages that, that, that we're often bombarded with on a daily basis. And you took, you did something, I think looked a little risky. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong, but we get 
at various points in the film, beginning and certainly the end, we get your parents and your grandmother. So a couple of pieces. Number one, what I'm assuming you felt like they had to be a part of this project. And number two, how do parents and, and especially your grandmother say, sure, put me in a movie about sex <laughs> education? Yeah, and, I mean, and, my, I, and about my son's sex education. Yeah, I mean, think for, I mean, your parents set the stage for your entire development, right? You know, the ways that your parents and then their parents and their parents before, how they talked about sex, their comfort levels about sexuality it informs how you grow up, you know, and for in my house, it was silence that, you know, it wasn't necessarily negative messaging around uh, sex, but it was silence. And so, I, you know, you pick that up. That's a, that's another message. You learn that this is a part of the human experience that is dangerous in some way. Um, and I think, you know, I think for my parents, you know, we could never, they would never have sat down in front of a camera 10, 20 years ago, but I think they've seen now that my evolution of coming out, you know, 20 years later, uh, that this is still something that bothers me. And, and it's something that we as a family were not equipped for. And they can see now how being public about these things, you know, from it gets better campaign to frankly, Ellen, you know, all these people who are out and proud and willing to discuss difficult issues, how much that helps other families not have to go through the same thing. So I think for them, it'd be at this point in my thirties, they're, they're happy to sit down with me knowing that uh, this could be something that maybe could help other people not go what we had to go through. You know, it actually surprised me even more. Your grandmother was even more comfortable with this discussion than your parents. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, you know, for, for whatever reason, I, I, you know, I've, I've talked a lot with my grandmother now since sitting down with me. And, and I think she was kind of a victim of her time being an Asian American woman in Philadelphia in the 40s and 50s. She wanted to be a journalist, kind of like I am. And, and she wanted to do all these things. But she just couldn't. And, and from the very point of she wanted to learn about the menstrual cycle and her priest told her, you know, that's that's forbidden. How dare you? You're a bad person. You know, so I think for her, um, this is kind of just a way to kind of um, finally get a little bit more and, and talk about these things, because for most of her life, she's just kind of been forbidden to kind of pursue these things. So, so you've won. I stopped counting the number of awards, but this has been in lots of festivals and I think 10 uh, at least uh, <laughs> awards that you've won. What kind of obviously good feedback, but what kind of feedback are you getting from people who watch it? You know, for me is maybe on the older end of, of things, I, I got so much out of it just because of, you know, growing up where again, you know, I, I think we did take a course in sex ed when we were in seventh or eighth grade, but it was very clinical uh, yeah. in, in terms of that. And what kind of response are you getting from people young and older who see this? Oh, the best response we get is just that, you know, I watched this with my boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife of, you know, one, two, 20 years. And it unlocked a conversation that I never thought I would ever have with another human being. You know, that, that to me, that's the most fulfilling kind of part of this whole process is that the only thing I wanted to do with this movie is help people have these conversations because sex is so complicated and individual. There's, there's no one set of sex education curricula that will fit every single person, right? But what we can do is be more open and honest about it because, and figure it out together. It all, you know, it, it does take a village to figure out what does it mean to be a good sexual being? That's always going to be a debate we have in human societies for forever. Um, but, but we only can get to a better place if we're honest about it. And, and, and it's so hard to be honest every time we try, or at least from in my life, the more honest I've been, often I'm slapped down or I'm told it's wrong or taboo or, you know, met with shock or silence. And so I think. Um, helping people understand that actually um, we all are looking for that permission to talk about these things that, that it's hard to figure out. And so, uh, you know, those best responses, you know, I wasn't expecting it necessarily from 
people have been together for so long. But, you know, it, that, that's been the best response, no matter the age, background, demographic. So I've been playing this a lot to the family angle, and you do talk to friends as well. But I think it's important also to say you have a lot of researchers in here, educators in here. You visit the Kinsey Institute. I didn't know Kinsey Institute was still around. Uh, but, <laughs> but you go pick up these, 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 um, these perspectives. I'm assuming everybody said yes to you. I can't imagine why they wouldn't want to have been a part of this project. For the most part, yes, uh, especially the, the scientists, researchers, educators, because they don't, they don't get the funding they need. They don't get the media attention they need. You know, it's still very taboo to talk about these things in many ways. Definitely no, no funding for, and so, so the more publicity, the more they can get their message out there, the better. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, you know, some of the more difficult uh, interviews where like we talked to a data scientist at Pornhub to see what are people searching yeah. for in their pornography history. That took a long time to get. Uh, uh, and by the way, by the way, us. what's shocking about that was he shares some of the it would, people watch the movie to see this. But the, but the, who like goes who looks at porn the most and what their and what their key search words are? That was it was funny, but a bit surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it surprised me. But, you know, you know, it's so hard to get good information because, I mean, like I would probably even lie to a, I would not tell the full truth. To uh, someone asking me questions about my deepest mm. sexual fantasies, but when you're typing as, into a porn search filter, you're, you're not lying to the porn filter, to the porn search engine, and and so that's where you get the kind of the the the, the, the most honest data. So we knew we needed that, uh, but you know for good reason they're uh, very protective. So so that was that was very difficult to get, um, and and there are some people I think. You know, politicians, priests we talked to, they were a little more reticent because they, you know, I, I, I was very open that I'm a, you know, queer, liberal man who has a very strong point of view about sex and sexuality. I, you know, I can promise you that I'm not going to, you know, I, that I'll, that I'll be fair in how I do it, but they, they don't know. They don't know if I'm not. So, so I think for some people, it was a little bit more of a, a, a assuring that my, my, my goal really is not to, uh, you know, maybe it would be 10 years ago to disparage other uh, points of views, but it's really to listen and understand and try to develop the skill set you need to really find common ground around these things. So that, that that's something that I think um, is so difficult to do. And, and by the way, yes, you talk to a politician, you talk to a priest. And what's interesting there is people just listening to us now, watching us right now as well, might just say, oh, we probably, who'd you, you know, which liberal politician did you pick <laughs> to talk to? That's not what you did. No, no. I went to one of the most conservative states in the country, uh, Utah. Uh, talked to the the the, the state senator there, who uh, he's the first person in the country to to basically declare pornography a, a public health crisis for the state of Utah. Um, and and you know, and I understand his his background. You know, he's he's a Mormon. He has a very strong view of of what is permissible and moral uh, when it comes to being a sexual being, namely heterosexual marriage. Um, but, but, you know, I, 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 I understand, you know, some of his, his concerns around pornography and I wanted to talk to him just around, d- does he actually, um, understand that maybe the way he's going about it could be damaging to people, could be shaming, could, could, could be, you know, closing off a lot of other different people and perspectives. Um, and we had a, you know, surprisingly very, I think, thought civil, constructive conversation. And, and that's been something that, that, um, I, I didn't anticipate when making this movie, but, but having conversations with people who don't think like me is, is kind of new. Uh, and so that's been something that, that's been very, uh, enlightening. Well, even broaching topics like, you know, activities with his wife or fantasies tied to his wife, talking to somebody so conservative, but he didn't get offended. He did. He, he went with you on that. I mean, he just, I think he understood 
the educational and the and the need to see other perspectives. So I, I think yeah. we've changed him a little bit, maybe in that. I think we changed each other. I think we changed each other. You know, I, I think if you were to ask me what this person was like before the interview, I would have given a, you a caricature of of a Republican, uh, a Mormon Republican. But I think you know, I, I think. We, although we have completely different life experiences, he is trying to come at this a good faith. He is trying to figure this out and be a good person. And, and re- he realizes it's not as black and white as maybe he initially believed. So I don't know if we'll ever convince each other of each other's views. I don't know if I ever, you know, that he, I could ever change a vote he makes. Um, but I think it's been really helpful to understand that um, just because maybe you're more conservative, traditional, however you want to frame it, um, it doesn't mean you're not also still grappling with many of the same issues and aren't receptive to hearing other points of view, even if you disagree. And by the way, so we get this politician. So I have to ask, did you go through many politicians until you got one to say yes? <laughs> uh, uh, most politicians are very happy to be uh, in front of a camera. So, so <laughs> you know, as long as they realized, you know, I, you know, uh, that I wasn't going to, you know, you know, Edit it to be bad. Most most are happy to to sit down with a camera crew. Yeah. They weren't with Borat, right? That right, was right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then and you do sit with the priest. And interesting, the priest perspective also fairly wide open, really as well. Just recognizing the need for same sex and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think for him it was much more of a uh, that was the most difficult interview to get for good reason the catholic church does not want to sit with a camera crew to talk about sexual politics and their role in it um so i think uh you know we find someone who is a huge outlier in the catholic church in terms of his understanding that the catholic church loses a lot of moral credibility if they don't meet people where they are you know that that sex outside of marriage does not make you a bad person uh that non-heterosexual sex does not make you a bad person uh, that non-reproductive forms of sex doesn't make you a bad person, you know? And so I think he's trying to push the Catholic church to meet people where they are. And, you know, these things are good. They're, 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 you know, when, when done right, these are, these are amazing parts of the human experience, but they can also be complicated and, and have a lot of moral thorny, thorny, thorny moral issues around them. So if the Catholic church can meet people where they are, uh, maybe they might have, uh, we might give them a little bit more trust to be spiritual guides. Cause I do think we need that. We need kind of yeah. that guidance, but, but they're, um, they're just really far from that. Was there any perspective you didn't get in the movie that you wanted to build? The movie goes like an hour, 45 minutes. So there are plenty of, plenty of material there, but yes, and, there- and, and I just want to say an hour 20, uh, we worked really hard to get, to get it down. Okay. I, I don't want people, <laughs> a documentary can be a, a long slog for people. So I understand that. You know, what that, was I doing? I was watching it for an hour 45. What was yeah. I doing? <laughs> Oh, maybe you saw the commercials. Maybe you saw the commercials. Maybe that's. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, um, yes, yes, there were commercials. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I, I think making a movie, first time movie maker, filmmaker, we had to make so many brutal cuts and compromises. You know, maybe sixty percent of the interviews we did didn't make it into the film. We spent we spent a whole day at a trans healthcare clinic where it's trans doctors and nurses helping trans patients to understand transgender issues, issues of gender. Um, but that, it, it just, re, you know, that could have been its own documentary in and of itself. You know, it's so complicated and nuanced that it needed more time. Queer researchers, kink researchers, asexuality. Um, you know, there was a, there's so many aspects of sex that, that we couldn't, that, that we wanted to talk about that, that couldn't make it in the movie. But ultimately what the movie is about is my own personal story of, uh, and my family's story really of, of why it was so difficult for me to come out and the, 
the way in, in, in this, you know, seven year process of making this movie, how I came out the other side to a point where I can, in the end, ask my parents all the, you know, deepest, darkest shames I've had as a family. And, and, and we actually have a constructive, you know, in my mind, kind of beautiful, funny, enlightening conversation around sex and that, and, and, and what are the, the, the parts of my, psyche that I had to, you know, reform and reprocess in order to get to a point where I feel really very little shame around who I am as a sexual being. And I'm sure a lot of people connect with with that family conversation, just watching it and thinking about being with their own family and such. No, I went to your website, which is aheraproductions.com. I'll put it in the people can read it as well, that that name, heraproductions.com. But there, this is not your only project. You've, you've got a series called Jaded, one called Science of Sin. People can watch on YouTube. You've had 16 million views. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Thank you. One of the things that I now wonder about, given what you just said, any chance of those outtake, those interviews that we didn't get to see of being some extras I would love to else. do that. You know, you know, I, I think there's it's, you know, we joke that queer kink could be a sequel. You know, we, you know, we talk to amazing historians around how the birth control pill, HIV AIDS, the internet, even Viagra changed how we think about sex. So yeah, we're definitely in thinking about how do we, uh, take some of that content and put it together because it's, it's, you know, those sitting through those interviews, you know, you, you, uh, in many ways you feel like one person, uh, entered and another person exited. It really kind of shifts kind of your whole framework of how you see the world. Did you have anybody in your family life? I don't know if you're an only child or siblings, whatever, but anybody there who like didn't watch this, couldn't want to watch it or watch it and said, Oh my God. <laughs> my, my, I do have a younger brother. Uh, it will, it, it was, uh, I think for him, it was, uh, uh, he, he you know, uh, for him, it was much less, it was much more difficult to hear that conversation with my parents because that's also a conversation he's never had. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I was very terrified about what my family might think because I, I get very open and honest about who I am as a sexual being, my fantasies, my fears, my shames. Um, and I was like, oh man, I, I, you know, who, you know, it's not a normal conversation you have, but the response has just been overwhelmingly positive. And, and I feel just so much more closer and connected to my family because now we're having these conversations that, you know, we, we maybe never would have had in our life. And I, I get to see them kind of more for the full human beings they are. And they get to see me as the full human being I am. And that's just been, you know, it's just as a deeper, richer uh, relationship. You also, there's a, the scene in there. I know we just have a little time left, um, but where you talk to some researchers who basically need a sexual act in order to measure brain activity and the various things in the brain. And you offer yourself up as a volunteer. Yes. Um, I I don't, I donate an orgasm to science. Yes. yes. That's that's what you do. And, but here's the thing, it's all film, very, there's nothing kids can watch it. It's not, I think, well, (laughs) 13 and above maybe can watch certain kids. I would say, you know, you know, yeah, maybe with a parent there to contextualize things for sure. But was it, was any of that difficult for you or horrible, horrible. Oh, it really was. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's so vulnerable, you know, to have a camera crew there, a science crew there, uh, uh, uh watching you do a very private act, uh, you know, and, and have to think that through. And, and I think, but I think in an MRI a, by, in a, in a version of an MRI. Yes, and, it, and it's high pressure, you know, <laughs> you, you gotta, you only get a uh, 10 minutes in there, you know, so it's, you know, it's, it's, and not, not, no good sex happens under pressure necessarily. And so, and so <laughs> I, I think for, but that was a great part of the process in terms of me. You know, I was kind of in a shame hole for like the week after doing that because I was like, oh, what am I doing? Like, how am my family going to react? How are my friends? You know, what does this mean? But it was great for me to actually get to the root of like, wow, I have this deep shame about the most universal sexual act in the world. Uh, does that compute and, and why and, and how and, and, 
And is that how I want to continue living? And I think that was great for me to really get at what is this movie about? It's not just about sex education. It's about how do we feel whole and well and, and, uh, you know, have some sort of power over our sexuality rather than feel this kind of like powerlessness, which is kind of defined most of my life. You actually just answered my next question, which was going to be, what do you want people to get out of it? And you've told me that. <laughs> um, so with this behind you and, and with Jaded and Science of Sin, you have, have this kind of focus in the work you do. What's next? Are you waiting <laughs> for something to happen? Do you look at like, you know, all that's going on in a state like Florida, for example, and say, I, I want to do something on that? What triggers Kind of, you know, I, I think what I learned through this process is I used to have so much anger towards, uh, let's just be frank, conservative Republicans. You know, I, I people who, in my mind, you know, they were comparing same-sex marriage to bestiality on the Senate floor. You know, you know that just enraged me so much. Um, but through this process, I really realized that 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 anger ultimately, uh, though though gave me some sort of meaning, was kind of more exhausting and really kind of a shield defense mechanism for deep shame that I have. And 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 if what I was asking the world was to accept me, listen to me, non judgmentally know me for who I am and, and and love me for who I am, but I wasn't willing to extend the same to people I disagree with. You know, that, that made me a bit of a hypocrite. So I think for me, it's, it's been so much of a, as far as the next project, I am interested in, is there any way that people with vehemently, dis- you know, disparate views, can we come together and, and actually have a conversation and maybe learn something, you know, you know, and, 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 cause that, that to me is the only way forward in places like Florida and places like, uh, Texas, where, where I think, you know, a lot of people, um, they're, they're not in my, I used to maybe would have coded them as bad people, but they're not bad people. They, they just maybe, um, have never had a positive interaction with someone like me. So is, is that possible? I'm very interested in, is it possible to heal these tribal divides? Uh, maybe not, but, but that is kind of where I am, uh, artistically. So it sounds like not only does the viewer get something out of it, you got something out of it. The movie, a sexplanation, it's a great title because a lot of people will watch it expecting to see certain things. They won't see what they might be expecting, <laughs> but they will get a good education. It's all. Very well done, very well put together, very oh, properly you. put together uh, for the eyes. And people can check it out on Amazon Prime, on iTunes, on YouTube, lots of other places. And is is heraproductions.com uh, the best place for people to go to check you out? Yeah, if you, and, and if you go to asexplanation.com, uh, yeah, right. all the links are going to be there. So you can go to whatever link works best for you, wherever you are in the world. And on social media, all platforms at asexplanation, you can find out what we're doing there as well. Alex Liu, congratulations on a great project. Work well done. I hope to see you on your next project when it's finished. Thanks for joining. Thanks so much. All right. Good one. Thank you. Bye. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv and hey don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes and tune in each week to hear more insider scoop coming to you from behind the curtain